When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. You're listening to The Overnight Crowd. You need the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Paul Sebastiani here with you, crystal clear through the SEN app. Make sure you have your text through on the tip of text 0433 98 11 16 and call through after midnight as well. 1300 736 736 is the number to dial after midnight if you want to have your say on all things AFL trade period and all things racing. NFL as well is uh, right into the uh, swing of things. Whatever sport you want to have a chat about, give us a call, one 736 736 But uh, on the line, he's holding uh, holding very patiently, is uh, at Pommy in Oz. Make sure you check out all his social panels, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube as well, at Pommy in Oz, Mr. Dan Williams. He's uh, he's on the line now. Pommy, we've, we've got deadline day coming up tomorrow, obviously, and we've got a ho- mm-hmm. heap of texts that have come through. Now, there was a little bit of talk around Sam Wiedemann potentially getting done to St. Kilda and a couple of other clubs looking at him as well. Where where do you see him as a – where do you think he would best fit in a team at the moment? St. Kilda looks – it looks like St. Kilda would be a team that really he would fit into perfectly, just from what, what I look at from their list demographic with, with Paddy Ryder coming out as well. He could potentially fill a role. Is he a player that maybe hasn't really fulfilled his talent and just needs a change of scenery? Potentially, yeah. He's definitely one of them players, hasn't he, who's kind of hasn't fulfilled it. He does it in glimpses, doesn't he? He's a real patchy player um, where just when you think he's got it, he hasn't, he doesn't quite back it up. There was the rumours that they were going to play him down back. You'd say teams that are looking for key forwards. You know GWS are going to go after Cadman. That's why they've got pick one. Mm-hmm. Maybe an option for them there to take a bit of pressure off him. Uh, Cadman and play Cadman in the third. You could say GWS and St. Kilda, like you say. Bombers, I could see him going there as well. Uh, outside of Peter Wright, who was their leading goal kicker. Um, you could say that maybe that, you never have enough depth, can you? No, as we no. know, yeah, as a Carlton fan, <laughs> no, you can never have enough depth. No, 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 no. Given given the injury crisis with uh, with our club, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's you can never you can never have too many players, uh, especially key position players on the list as well, just because they're, they're just such important figures, especially with how the game is now. Uh, a couple more texts coming off the uh, temper text back on the Dunkley situation. What an interesting point we find ourselves in, Paul, with the Lions, Bulldogs, and Dunkley. Who will weaken first? We'll be fascinated where this ends up. Surely the Bulldogs should be accepting the latest offer from the Lions. If they knock that back and send him to the draft for nothing, 
then I'd be I would not be happy as a doggy supporter. Cheers from Big Fella. See this this is the thing is that I think it would be negligent of the dogs to just let him go to the preseason draft. How many players can you remember in the history of trade period have walked out and gone to the preseason draft? I can't remember one. Jackie Martin. Well, there you go. Exactly. One player. And how, and how's and how's we, that, we, we how's we that gone it. for Carlton? How's that gone? Oh, round one, he performs. Yeah. Uh, some good memories. <laughs> I mean, for me, part of me totally agrees. Um, I would be fuming if I was a dog fan. Um, I think the great problem we have with the preseason draft is it's used as a punishment and a reward system for AFL clubs to basically use these players um, to hold them to ransom. Correct. And we need a player like Dunkley to go to the PSD because you watch the AFL quick, smart, close that loophole and start punishing teams for out-of-contract players. This is the most ridiculous situation in the world, Dunkley, in the terms of he's out of contract. He's officially not really contracted by them, mm-hmm. but there's no metric to force them to trade. Exactly. It's basically you're losing for nothing. Yep. And until the AFL say, right, we need a free agency like in real life, like in the NBA, once he is out of contract, put some onus on teams to, one, re-sign their players, and two, create value when you know players are unhappy. He's a BNF winner. I know he's valuable to him, but as time goes on now, don't, doggies have got against a back and a, against a hard place now. They've got to trade him. So for me, that offer is more than fair. And if I was Brisbane, I'd be waiting for five minutes before the window shuts and says, so, so you know what, now it's a future second. Take yep. or leave it. Yep, yep. No, spot on. I, I agree with that. See, this is the thing, and this is where if you follow the, the round ball, if you follow the world game, you look at these players that when they're out of contract, that's it. If if they don't have a contract and a team sweeps in for a transfer, they, they don't have to. That's it. It's done. There's, there's no transfer fee. You leave on a free. And it was the same. It was what happened with uh, AC Milan's goalkeeper, Donnarumma, who's just to, to make this sort of argument and try to get people to understand how the world game works is that he's arguably, if not one of the best keepers, goalkeepers in the world. And AC Milan got nothing for him. Because he wasn't contracted mate, and he left. Mate, spot on. And the problem we've got here with Dunkley, Dunkley's been very open with he's wanted to leave. Correct. It's been two years in a row now. And we've got a situation now, unlike the Jack Martin deal, North will hold pick, pick one in that preseason draft and they have salary cap to burn. Mm-hmm. So now we're in a situation where potentially Dunkley has expressed his desire where to go. He's been very open about it. And... I hope North Melbourne pick him up if he goes to the preseason draft. I hope there's none of this shenanigans of, oh, we better not do it. Because we need that loophole closed. Yeah. I think it's far too easy at the moment for list managers to do their thing, manipulate contracts to ascertain value. Let's start doing this right because it's, the, the equalisation doesn't work. And this is another round. No, it doesn't. But this it, is, yeah, exactly. It, it really doesn't. And I, and I don't want equalisation. I don't agree with it. I think great clubs should be able to run their club the way they see fit. Geelong have found a way of having a conveyor belt with great list management. And Cream needs to rise to the top. But this pre-season draft here, it, it shouldn't be used as a punishment and a reward system for clubs. It should be used as a last resort. And 
we're in a situation now where I, I don't want for the Doggies fans, I have too much respect for them for him to go for a free. Mm-hmm. But Dogs have got to play ball here. And yep. I'm hoping Brisbane play hardball. Yep. Yep. No, I completely agree with it. And see, this is the thing is that you look at what, let, let, let's look at Geelong and what they've done with, with Jack Bowes, right? So they've picked him up because of a salary dump. And, you know, people are saying, oh, it's not fair. It's just ridiculous how, you know, a club can just, you know, swoop in and get a player of, of his caliber after winning a flag and they now get pick seven. Well, conversely, let's look at what the Gold Coast have done completely wrong here. So I think what Jack Bowes, and you can quote me from, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but he had a contract which was back-ended. Is this, I think this is what mm-hmm. I was reading up. So his contract was back-ended and they promised him, okay, you know, we're going to pay you, you know, a, a fair chunk of it at the back end, blah, blah, blah. And it came to that stage and Gold Coast have said, no, nah, sorry, mate, we, we can't do that for you. Uh, we're going to have to dump you because we can't fit it in the salary cap. So now you're going to have to go. And what does Geelong do? They're like, well, there's no rule saying we can't go and pick him up. If Gold Coast have, have, have mismanaged it, well, we can come in and swoop and say, well, we value him more and we're happy to pay. We're happy to pay. Well, I mean, this is the problem as well with these back-ended, front-ended deals. Um, 1.6 million he's owed over the next two years. So what's that, 800K a year? I mean, whoever signed off that contract first (laughs) should never be allowed to do contracts ever again. Let's be honest. I mean, that's an obscene amount of money, especially when you think of when he signed it and the mess that they've been in. That was 2019. Um, Bizarre, bizarre situation. But bizarre situations create opportunity and Geelong have done the right thing here. I mean, the biggest picture of here is people are complaining about it, but this is life. Life is unfair. Actions have consequences. And the cat's fair play to them for having that money in the system. Let's be honest. Yeah. And the fact as well, pick seven potentially gets them Jai Clark, which is what we've been talking about as well. Mind boggling. Like, honestly, I I hate to do it because I live out that way, Geelong way. And you know what? It's hard work going to the (laughs) shops and seeing smiley Geelongonians. But I tell you what, you've got to admire the tars on Geelong. Fair play to them. I mean, but Gold Coast, again, this is this is the problem with Gold Coast, and this is why I think instead of compensation picks, instead of giving priority picks and all that nonsense, what the AFL needs to do is look at increasing salary caps for the weaker sides. That is how equalisation will happen, because I said it in 2019 when Gold Coast were asking pay, okay, stop giving picks. Give them an extra $5 million for five years yep. and say that they have to pay it back and equalise by then. Mm-hmm. Because then they could attract a big name player on ridiculous sum play for him, but this is the this is the product of poor list management, and this is what we want to see. We want to see teams punished for trying to manipulate the equalisation method. And Gold Coast have been fleeced. It's just a shame the winner of this deal is Geelong. Exactly right. I think su- summed up perfectly there, mate. And you know that that whole equalisation thing is just. You look at there are just so many other facets that go into it, and at the end of the day, if the organisation and the club and the football club is run diligently, if it's run with the right people in the right places who are making the right decisions based on what they see fit, well, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, Pommy, there's a ladder, isn't there? It's first to eighteenth, you know, so you can try to marry up the competition as much as you can, but 
at the end of the day, ultimately, there, there's going to be there are going to be winners and losers. There are going to be teams who just value certain things more than what other teams do. So, look, you can't really knock Geelong for what they're doing. Maybe the AFL comes in and steps in and says, "Well, we need to stop start to avoid this salary cap dumping situation." So, big teams, you know, don't continue to just regenerate and continue to stay up the top. But again, they're they're not bending any rules. They're they're doing it all with uh, within the rules. And uh, well, good luck to them. Uh, they've they've managed Mate. to managed to do it. Mate, Geelong need to change their uh, mantra. So uh, the great Ricky Bobby's quote, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah, well, that's they? exactly I mean, right. Gen- yeah. Genius word. Yeah, yeah, exactly Don't right. Let's be honest. Exactly right. Uh, a couple more coming off the uh, text line as well. Higgsy here. Surely, oh, this one, and I know you're a big, big uh, advocate of what the Hawks are doing and uh, Sammy Mitchell. Surely Hawthorne move on Tom Mitchell and Jaeger O'Meara for as much as they get. Uh, I'm complete rebuild. What's Pommy's thoughts on what would be good compensation for both of those two players? So, yeah, this is an interesting one. The Jaeger O'Meara story only came to light maybe sort of two or three days ago that he might be on the move. GWS front runners as it stands at the moment. Fremantle showing some interest as well. But uh, what are your thoughts on on Tommy Mitchell and Jaeger O'Meara potentially moving away from Hawthorne? Well, I mean... They're going for the, the rebuild, aren't they? And I think uh, they've got, firstly, top, um, Sam Mitchell. I'm a huge advocate of Sam Mitchell, an absolute genius, a brain box, a real student of the game. Um, I think Hawks are a good place. Um, looking at the moment, what Hawks have got picked 24 from memory. That's their first pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think for them, they're probably looking for a second I would say would be fair. He's he's still got a year to run, but I don't think they'll ask for a lot for Tom Mitchell. I think that's that's one. He's probably a higher salary cap earner. I'd imagine that they'll probably be trying to sneak whatever deal they get for Ollie Henry. If it's 25, I'd say just give that straight to Hawks and Hawks get 24 and 25, two bites at the cherry. Um, Jaeger, I think that'll be an interesting one because obviously the old rule, isn't it? You can't, you can't get blood out of a stone, and unfortunately, yeah. that stone is full of blood. If it's a GWS who are after Jaeger, um, they've got so many picks and probably a few throwaways. I would be pushing to try and get that 19 off them. I mean, if if they could end this Hawks with 19 and 25, 19, 24, and 25 of their picks, really good areas, really good areas for Hawthorne Football Club, but. You know, Hawthorne, they have a way, don't they? They, they have do. an uncanny way. They've done this before. <laughs> and I, I think there's a lot of players in this draft for them that suit what they need. You'd probably say that they'd probably want another outside run. Yep. Um, they probably are looking for... They've never really settled on that Ruckman work. So, I mean, that'd be interesting. If it's Fremantle as well, there's been a lot of talk about them going after Lloyd Meek. Yeah. Um, so, maybe he's involved in that deal. Uh, could be a little... Break weight and Sam Wiedemann, we talked about him. He might be someone that they're sneaking in as well. But I think if they can get early seconds for him, for both of them, one each, I think that would be quite a good little thing. And uh, with Cam McKenzie to come probably in the draft, who I think is Sam Mitchell clone, uh, I think Sam Mitchell's going to relish working with him and Wardsley together. Okay, very interesting. Um, I think Harper in a real good place. 
to be honest. Okay, very interesting. Uh, a couple of hours ago as well, uh, Essendon confirmed uh, Wiedemann pursuit. So it looks like Essendon has come to the table for for Sam Wiedemann. And we know, I think Aaron Francis may potentially be moving away as uh, as well. Uh, Sydney apparently courting him. So there's going to be there's still there's still a handful of uh, handful of trades that are yet to be done. And on the sen.com.au website, Mitchell. Trade to Collingwood, an article penned as well. Mitchell trade to Collingwood is tracking well as the as the deadline looms. So maybe Collingwood. Uh, well, I mean, people are saying that uh, that they might drop off because of their older players, but uh, I I can't buy into that. Probably, I think they're uh, I think they've done all right in this trade period, and uh, I think while well, they're going to hold to they're going to hold Geelong for as much as they can with this Ollie Henry pick, and uh, I know. I know you're a big fan of what they did with the cap dump a few years ago. They've done it again now with Brody Grundy. And, uh, well, if they can get this Ollie Henry deal done and dusted and, and getting and get a, a decent pick in for him, it just it just goes to prove that, that uh, the list management at, uh, at Victoria Park and the AIA Centre, uh, they've, uh, they've done a pretty shrewd job this, uh, this trade period, I think. Got us down the line. I think Dan's uh, he's gone there. We've uh, had a little dropout with the phone. No stress at all, but uh, we'll try to get back to it. We'll wrap that up anyway. AFL trade segment uh, done and dusted there with uh, Dan Pommy in Oz. The phone line just went down there, but no stress at all. With that, we'll take a quick little break here on the overnight crowd. Don't forget as well, trade period deadline day is tomorrow. 7 a.m. AFL trade radio. We'll be back up and about tomorrow morning. Keep an eye out for all of that. Plenty of moves still to come. Make sure you call the open line as well. one 736 736 is the number to dial. Text in as well, 0433 A couple of texts coming through on the temper text as well, which we'll get to after the break. You're listening to The Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. You're listening to The Overnight Crowd. Indeed, welcome back to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Creeping up to midnight here on the Overnight Crowd, crystal clear through the SEN app. Paul Sebastiani with you, taking you past midnight up to 3 a.m. across the eastern coast. We've got Pommy and Oz, Dan, back on the line, and uh, we'll wrap up the trade period chat just before midnight. But, uh, Pommy, uh, deadline day tomorrow. Uh, There's a host of deals yet to get done now. Say all these deals get done, and we said it the other night, but just as a refresher, so say that maybe the Mitchell deal might get done for for him going to Collingwood. Amira could potentially move away from Hawthorne. Uh, Henry as well getting done. Lloyd Meek to Hawthorne as well. There's still a host of other deals to be done. Dunkley as well to uh, to Brisbane, which is coming through on the temper text. We've got a gentleman arguing semantics here. It wasn't two, two years in a row that he wanted to leave. It was 2020 when he tried to leave. Get your facts right so we can take you seriously. I think we're just arguing semantics there, but he did want to leave twice. So <laughs> he wanted to go to Essendon and then he want, now wants to go to Brisbane. So whether it was 2020 or 2021, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. But anyway, who do you think will be the winner of the trade period, uh, Bobby, if uh, if all these deals sort of get done that have been rumoured to rumored to finish up uh, the deadline day? Well, if they all get done, I'd say Geelong have got stronger. So if you're the reigning premiers and you somehow get stronger, I think that makes you a better. That makes you the 
unanimous winner, <laughs> doesn't it? I think it's. Uh, I think uh, it's pretty hard I mean, to I'm, argue against. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I mean, it shouldn't be that way, unfortunately, for for the other sides. But I mean, that's how it is. That's the nature of the beast. Um, I, I'd also, I'd, I'd be very impressed. I think with Brisbane's uh, trades as well. Uh, should Dunkley go across there? Um, with Will Ashcroft as well. I think when you ran the trade and draft period, they have got infinitely better as well. And some and with Gunston there as well, it's, they've really filled needs. So I think I think Brisbane would be real quietly happy with their work as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, agree with that. I think, uh, yeah, I think Geelong, Geelong and Brisbane would be the winners. I actually, I actually think Colling would have done okay as well. Uh, you know, they got Frampton in too. They've got McStay, and uh, as I said, you know, and we said prior to the break, I don't think there's any reason to see them, them dropping off at all. I think they've done a, I think they've done a fantastic job, Pommy. As much as it pains us I, to I say, love, <laughs> it does. I, I love the Frampton deal as well. I think he's a guy that has been very underused by Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, he's something that they need, don't they? And they did that with Roughhead, didn't they? Yes. When they had him. Yes. He, he he wasn't really a world beater at the Dockies, but was really, really solid for Collingwood. And I think he's the size of him is a unit. Yeah. You've got to remember that as well. He's a big boy. Yeah. Big, he's... big, big, beefy boy. And hopefully I'll give Mc, McFly that. He <laughs> seems to get the best out of average players, doesn't he? And he does. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Frampton be a main event at Collingwood by the end of the year. Like, really, really cement his place, a la Lewis Young. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Well, Pye's obviously looking to go one step or two steps better than they did last season. But, uh, Pommy, pleasure doing it with you again. Uh, Follow all your social handles. Have you got Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, at Pommy in Oz is what you want to search up to have a look at all things draft period, uh, trade period as well, but uh, all your draft analysis, the player profiles, it's never been done in the history of draft period. How many players did you go through to do profiles of? I was just, I think it's just shy of 100 now, and we've got 15 more (laughs) as a special surprise coming up uh, in the next week. We have that wonderful sustained break from the AFL uh, so, so there'll be a few more, but there's 115 I've just been waved at um, are up there at the moment. So yeah, soon to be 130 completed. So yeah, check that out. We've got a nice brief snapshot of every person that potentially could be drafted um, who's all been invited to the combine and uh, some little smokies there. So check that out if you want and learn a bit about the players, some nice basic information for you. Exactly right. Exactly right. So uh, that'll do it for uh, for this segment. But uh, my friend, it's been a, been a pleasure as usual. Make sure you follow all his stuff and uh, we'll chat to you. Uh, well, I'll be on tomorrow night from nine till 11. So uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll hear from you then, mate. Been a pleasure as always. Honestly, I love it. So have a great evening, everyone, and thank you very much. No worries. All the best. Dan, Pommy and Oz, uh, the uh, resident draft and trade period expert. He's a jet with what he does. Now, this text coming in, Graham from Brisbane. This is where you need to open your mind up, Graham, because Pom is an absolute jet with all the draft profiles, and you need to go check out his work before you have an opinion on him. And this is where opinions based on someone's background make of no relevance to an argument. 
Uh, WTF does this whiny pommy know about football? Go out and look at his work, my friend, before you judge. And this is the problem when you have this uh, stigmatism with uh, what uh, people from overseas might know about the great game. I can tell you something that being a football fan for 28 years, this man has taught me plenty about the game from a tactical insight point of view. So, Graham from Brisbane, do yourself a favour. Go on YouTube, have a look at his stuff. And uh, before you judge... Do some research before you before you have a dig at people. But uh, with that, we'll get to a quick little break here. The main break coming up on the overnight crowd here on SEN. We've got plenty of NFL talk to get through, plenty of racing talk to get through as well. There's plenty of cricket talk as well. Uh, tomorrow night, there is a T20 game against uh, between Australia and England. Be interesting to see what uh, team the Australians actually field. Uh, coming up tomorrow night uh, at Monica Oval. But uh, with that, we'll get to a break here on the Overnight Crowd. We'll be back after midnight. You're listening to SEN, your home of sport. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.